Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this week's message. All right, give me 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. I know y'all are thinking, man, he hadn't even gotten to his message. Well, this is one, it's a lot of words, but we can go through this pretty quickly, and I want to. And I want to get to the point of things, because... You know, what Rachel said about tithing, she and I had not talked about that. That was not pre-planned. She's telling you about the God's Guarantee Challenge that we did a couple of years ago. Truth is, we do this challenge every year. And we do it every year because I believe that this is what God's calling his people to. I believe that God wants his people to experience his very best. And it comes from a heart of gratitude. So over the next few moments, I want to uh, just talk with you from the uh, message that we're calling Test Time. Test Time. So, so listen up. I'm going to run through this pretty quickly. If you've got your outline, you can fill in some blanks, make some notes, keep this with you. Um, I'm going to be coming to you today from Malachi chapter 3, several verses. It's all going to line up. We're going to go right through several verses in Malachi. And the first note there is it's time to turn around. Now, let me set this up for you. It's time to turn around. Uh, this is, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, uh, these, these prophets have been, have been speaking to the people of Israel, God speaking to, through the prophets, because if you remember back to the Exodus, uh, God calls his people out of captivity, brings them to a promised land, sets them up in what is now Israel, the promised land. And he, he tells them, I will be your God and you will be my people. And if you'll follow these commands that I have for you, then and I'm going to bless you in ways that you can't imagine. But if you don't follow the commands that I have for you, then you're going to experience the curses of God. So he's telling them to do these things. Well, over the years, over the, the, the decades and the centuries and the generations, the people of God had stopped following God and they had stopped following his commands. And so God's hand of protection had been removed from them. They had become exiles. All these terrible things had happened because the hand and the favor of God had been removed from them. Maybe some of you who are here right now can look back to a time in your life when you felt like you could feel the presence of God. You, you might have looked at times in your life where you felt the provision of God and God was moving things. And maybe you look at your life now and you feel like, man, nothing works. Everything I touch breaks. Everything crumbles. Could it be the reason for that is because maybe you've moved away from God. It's time to turn around. So this is going to be a parallel between the people that God is speaking to through the prophet Malachi and maybe some of us who are here right now. Go to Malachi 3 verse 7. It says, ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? What God's saying to his people is, I love you and I created you and, and I pulled you out of bondage and captivity and I brought you out of slavery in Egypt and I set you up in a land that was rich and flowing with milk and honey and I've even chosen you to be my people so that, so that I can bless you in ways that you couldn't imagine and you've seen me bless you. But when you started looking around at all the other things around you, you decided, well, I, I like the way those people do things and I don't wanna have to do all of these things that God's calling me to do. Man, if y'all don't know this yet, God is such a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to make you do things. He gives you choices. And so he gave the people of Israel the ability to choose to do all the things they wanted to do. 
The problem with that is they walked out from underneath the umbrella. What happens when it's pouring down rain outside and you got a big hulking golf umbrella over the top of you and you're just, just as, as dry and, and, and comfortable as you can be? What happens when you walk out from underneath that thing? Man, you get soaking wet. That's what the people had done. And they were experiencing the soaking that came from not living underneath the umbrella of God's protection. In our modern age, my fear is that the modern church has gotten so far away from the basic, simple things that God calls us to do. But we, we, we've decided that, that, that this age of grace that we live in, we can do whatever we want to. Well, we can't. We still have to follow God's precepts. We still have to sacrifice. We still have to give our lives to Jesus. It's time to turn around. Second thing, fail the test, feel the curse. Continuing on in Malachi 3, verses 8 and 9, so, so if you go back to the last verse, it says, how are we to return? God answers this way. He says, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. God says to the nation of Israel, I told you, that for me to be your God, this is how this is going to work. We're going to set up a temple and we're going to have the, uh, the Levitical priests who run the temple. I explained all of this last week. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But I, God told the people that, that when I bless you with crops and when I bless you with animals, firstborn animal, first, uh, first harvesting of the crop, that first fruit of your crop, of your animals, you're to bring that in as an offering to the Lord. And you're doing that because I gave that to you. You can keep 90% of it, but bring 10% to show your, your honor, to show your appreciation. And when you do that, I see that you love me, that, that you're obeying me, that you're aligning yourself with me. But when you keep it all for yourself, Israel, then you're saying to me, I don't need you, God. And that's what he's saying. He's saying to his people, you've robbed me. You've kept the first uh, first harvest. You've kept the first animals. You've kept 100% of what I've given to you. And you expect me to continue to bless you? Well, I'm not going to. And he says, because of that, you're under a curse. And if you're a Christian this morning, if you're a Christian this morning, and if this is your place of worship, this is your house where you worship, God's saying the same thing. Yeah, that was Old Testament. We can have all kinds of conversation about Old Testament and New Testament. But Jesus said that, that he's called us to give our lives to him. And part of giving our lives is not just about a number or dollars. It's about a heart that we're giving to God. And he's saying in this parallel that if you fail the test of giving God what is due to him, what he is owed, then you're going to feel the curse. Keep going. Pass the test. Receive the blessings. Malachi 3.10, so we continue right on through the passage. In verse 10, God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And that's interesting because this was a time of drought that he was talking to them. He's talking to them in a time where the rains would not come. He's talking to them in a time where their crops would not produce. Their animals were starving. They didn't have what they needed. Why didn't they have what they needed? Because they chose to do what they wanted to do rather than what God wanted them to do. And he's saying to them, if you'll just turn and come back to me and pass the test and do the things I'm telling you to do, 
And what he's saying specifically to these people is that you holding on to your tithes and your offerings is showing your heart. And your heart is not with me. So God is saying to them, if you'll just do this one thing, if you'll just do this one thing, you've been keeping it all for yourself, turn around and start bringing your tithes back into the storehouse. Start bringing your offerings back to, the, back to the storehouse and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out on you blessings that you cannot even contain. Hmm. Pass the test, receive the blessings. How many people do we have to bring onto this stage to say things like Rachel just said, where, okay, I heard the tithes challenge and I started doing it and, and, and God began to show up and things changed in my life, both financially and relationally and otherwise, over and over and over. You hear the stories and he's telling you, if you'll pass the test, you'll receive the blessings. Fourth thing here is alignment with God's plan will bring divine protection. Verses 11 and 12, God continues and says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. What's God saying? He's saying to his people, if you will just bring the tithe in, give me what I've already given to you. I'll bless the 90%. Bring the 10%. Take your hands off of it. Let go with your greedy hands is what God's saying. And he says, when you do this, I'm going to make your crops bare. He said, instead of your fruit rotting on the vine and just falling off, he says, your fruit won't cast, uh, fields will not cast out their fruit. Your fruit will continue to grow and you're going to be able to harvest amazing fruits. And then all of the Gentile nations around you, Israel, are going to see that God has blessed you. If we just look at the world that we live in right now, I'm going to use a huge generalization right now, but Jewish people in America in large part are known to be financially blessed people. Is that true? Jewish people are known to be financially blessed as a people. Why is that? Because of the favor of God. Why do they have the favor of God? Because of their alignment with God. Now, what do you make from all of that? God says, God says, then all the nations will call you blessed. What he's saying is when you do these things, I'm going to pour out my blessings and people around you are going to see the way that God has blessed your life. And they're going to ask questions about what's going on with them. Why are they so blessed? Why, why does, why does everything turn out well for them? God wants to do that in your life. Why? So that his glory can be on display so that others can want what you have so that others will come into his kingdom and know him. God wants to bless you so that others will come to know him, but he's only going to bless you when you move forward in faith. Now, we said it's test time. Well, how do I pass this test? I'm going to give you some answers to that right now. Here's, here's, if you look at the my part, bring my tithe to the local church. Go back to Malachi 3.10. He says, bring the whole tithe. That word tithe literally means a tenth, 10%. So if you get $100 this week, then God's saying bring $10 out of that 100 and give it to God and the church. He will bless that tenth that you've given uh, and use it to do the work of the church, and then he'll bless the 90% and bless that in your life. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. God is telling you to test him in this. Where else in the Bible do you see God telling you to test him? You don't, but this is one place he's saying test you. Test him. Church, if I could just be real with you for a moment. Um, When I look at this, here's what I know. 
Now, let me preface this by saying there are some people in this church who get this principle of tithing, have been doing it for years, have been doing it consistently, and have received the benefits from it. But if I could be really honest with you, this church is not a tithing church. We are a tipping church. We are a tipping church. You say, wait a minute, Jeff. Now, I tithe. Well, maybe you do. But here's what I know. Um, I get a report sent to me from time to time, really once a year. Now, there's no names attached to this report, so just relax a minute. I'm not, I'm not calling you out and saying you didn't give and I'm going to call you. We don't work that way. What you do is between you and the Lord. But here's what I am saying to you. When, when the report comes to me, it breaks down um, what categories of giving takes place in the church. In other words, it says uh, X percent of the people who gave last year gave this much money. You know what's staggering about that? Last year, over the last year of all the, all of the, they call them giving units. So if you are an individual and you give, you're one giving unit. Or if you and your wife give, you collectively are a giving unit. I don't get tied up in all of that. But of all of the giving units that gave to this church last year, um, 61% of the giving that came to this church was less than 10, it averaged less than $10 a week. Less than $10 a week. All right, so work with me just a minute. If, if you give $10 a week to the church and there's 52 weeks in a year, how much is that over a year? $520. And $520 would be 10% of what? Thank you, Sean. $5,200. So if a giving unit is a family, husband and wife that gives together, and 61% of us have given uh, less than $5,200 over the year. We're, I mean, $520 over the year. And so that's saying that, that, that 61% of us make less than $5,200 a year. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. And you don't either. But here's what I'm saying to you. Here's what I'm saying to you. God's saying to this church, it's time for us to grow up. Now, a lot of us have come to this church and, and become part of this church, maybe in the last year, last couple of years. We are a young church. What I mean by that is we're not the church that's, that's maybe been around Danville for 400 years and everybody's been taught tithing since they were in Sunday school and they used to give their dollar when they came to Sunday school. We're not that church, but God wants us to become that. God wants us to become people who are so in love with him and dedicated to him. And we teach our kids how to tithe and we learn how to tithe coming in here and we see the blessings. This is not your preacher begging you for money because he's got some kind of special program he wants to do. This is me saying to you that if you want to see the power of God poured out in your life, the blessings of God, then tithing is a part of that. And if you're not doing that, Today is the day to make up your mind. You see it in the word of God. I don't have to beg you for anything. You see it in the word of God that consistently giving that first 10% week after week after week. I can look around this room right now and there are people in here who have signed this um, 90 day God's guarantee thing probably the last three years. And there are some people in here who have never given anything to the church. What I'm saying to you today is God loves you. God wants to take you to new places. But he's not going to do it if your heart is not committed to following the precepts that he lays out. Now, we can have all kinds of conversations about if the tithe is about the Old Testament or the New Testament and all of those things. I get it. The principle here is God wants your heart. He's not after your money. He wants your heart. And it's really not about your, your, your skills and talents and time and all of those things. Yeah, yeah, all that's important too. But he says, test me in this. 
giving that first 10% and see if I won't pour open the floodgates of heaven and pour out on you blessings that you cannot contain. So having said all of that, what's God's part? Well, he tells us, pour out abundant blessings on me, prevent pests from devouring my crops. What does that mean for us? Well, that could simply be my investments don't go sour. That could simply be that I get more hours at work. That could simply mean that, that, that I was scheduled to be laid off, but God doesn't let me be laid off, right? All of those kinds of things. He can make my fields produce crops. In other words, God can give you income that you didn't even expect. And then God can cause everyone around me to see me as blessed. He's telling you this morning that that's what he wants to do in your life. Malachi 3, 11 and 12, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruits as the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. So let me draw it to a close. You have a piece of paper that looks like this in front of you. It says God's guarantee. Would you pull that out and wave it at me right now? I want you to wave it at me. I want everybody in here wave it at me. I want to see it so I know you have one. Yeah. Does anybody not have one? If you'll raise your hand, we'll, we'll get one. Dustin needs one down here. We've got a couple of people here. Cameron's hustling. She's going to just keep your hand up in there. She's going to get you one uh, right now. Oh yeah. They're working hard to get that. Good job. Good job. All right. So while they're, while they're grabbing that, let me read this through this. Rachel alluded to this. I had no idea she was going to say that, but she's, she's right on track for where we're going today. Let me read through this with you. God's guarantee. Realizing God's promise in Malachi 3.10, we just read it, bring the whole tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Realizing that, I accept God's guarantee with the following conditions. My promises. So this is what you're promising. We got some hands up in the back there. Um, my promise, I will tithe my income for the next 90 days to this church, Compassion Danville. What does that look like? Well, whatever you make over the next 90 days. So whenever you get paid, look, I'm not even going to split hairs with you about gross and net and all of those things. If your paycheck says you made $325, then what that's saying is you're going to take the first $32.50 and give it to God in the church. Simple math. Just whack off a zero at the end of it. And it works real good. Um, for 90 days. Second thing, I will pray and trust God for his blessings in my life daily to be multiplied so that I will recognize them. Now, don't miss that part, church. Don't miss that part. Because it's one thing to give the money, but it's another thing to say, God, I'm going to commit this to you. And God, I'm going to trust you. We, we all got real excited singing that song where we said, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. Well, this is your chance to really do that and pray and trust God to show you things. Number three, I will inform my pastor in writing or verbally as God blesses me and or my family. I would love to have some of you tell me during this 90 days, after this 90 days, man, let me tell you what God has done as I began tithing. I hear these stories every year and they're amazing and incredible. And I'd love for you to be able to share these with the church. Number four, I will give through check, envelope, or auto withdrawal. And it's got uh, the Danville giving there. You guys know about CC Danville to 77977. In order to ensure an accurate record of my giving over the 90-day period, um, God's guarantee. Number one, I will throw open the windows of heaven, pour out so much blessing you will not have room for it. That's God's promise to you. Number two, this is what I'm saying to you this morning. If God does not bless you in a way that you recognize in the next 90 days, your giving during that 90 days will be cheerfully refunded to you. So, money back guarantee. 
right here. Not, I didn't make this up. This isn't some catchy marketing gimmick. This is what God says. He says, test me in this. So we're putting our money where our mouth is, and we're saying to you, test God in this. Over the next 90 days, tithe your income, give it to God, trust him with it. And if, if you don't see him blessing you through that tithing, through that praying, doing all the things he's asked you to do, then tell me and we'll refund all of it right back to you. Simple enough. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Our band's going to come. They're going to start playing behind me. Um, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to take a moment of commitment this morning and down at the bottom of it, it has a place for your name, address, phone, date, and email. Um, I love to collect these. Because I want to pray over these. And I want to stay connected with you during this time. If you'll, if you'll fill this out, like I'm not going to badger you or hassle you. All I'm going to do is encourage you along the way. But if you, will, if, you, if you are convinced this morning that God is calling you, that this is something that he would have you to do, I want you to fill this out. And as our band begins to play in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to come forward and lay this paper down at the altar, pray over it, and ask God to help you with the commitment that you're making. Now, as they're getting prepared behind me, let me pray over you. Father God, I thank you for everything we've heard this morning. God, the, the message, the stories of faith from the, the mission trip, amazing. Amazing how you've aligned that to go right along with this message this morning. And God, I thank you for your word from Malachi 3, where you've shown us your great displeasure when your people cut you out of our hearts. And we give you second best, and we don't even acknowledge you at all. But Lord, I thank you more for your promise that says, as we trust you and as we follow through in obedience in what you're calling us to do, then you pour out your blessings. So Lord, right now, your people are considering these things. And I know that even right now, there are some who are agonizing over filling out this paper. And there are going to be some people who quickly write their name down before they really think through and say, God, you're just going to have to help me pray specifically and especially for those, God, that they will see how you work. I pray for every person who has the boldness and courage to fill out this paper and to lay it at your feet today, God, that they will immensely see your pleasure and their commitment to you today. We pray over this commitment right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com.